on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. So we're going to be tasting uh, some interesting whiskeys scotch, scotch. today. So yeah, scotchy, scotchy, scotch. Uh, the spirits we're going to be tasting today from Valich and Mallet, we have their Ardmore 8-year. We have their Royal Brackla 12-year. We have their Brookwadi 15. We have a Tomdu 20-year. We've got the Inchgower 21. And then the last one from Valich and Mallet is the one that... Come on. Brent's favorite. Brent's Brent. favorite. Brent, get back to the tape. He's sitting in the corner rocking back and forth with the bottle. That's a Lagavulin 8-year. Added a touch of water to mine. Yeah, he, he literally poured a, a bottle of water in the glass. Is it mallet <laughs> or mallet? Mallet. And the last and one that we have is from mallet. folks at Orphan Barrel, the Orphan Barrel Muckety Muck. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Oh, I don't think so. I think the reruns of Gilligan's Island are now on. Ginger, ginger. and Marianne. Mm. Yep. Come on. Ginger it's and Marianne. Totally ginger, yep. dude. It's totally Do ginger. Freak. Marianne. No. Marianne. Marianne. Absolutely. You know what? All good things in life are th- worth discussing on this show. Why not both? Why not both? Well, one could dream, but yes. that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's more than a mortal man it's could It's outre. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. How about, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's going to happen. Sure it is. Yeah. And Jack Tripper wasn't sleeping with either one of those two girls either. Come on. Please. <laughs> Mr. Roper wouldn't allow it if he went there. I'm not sure Mr. Roper wasn't involved. Right. He wore them right. funky looking outfits, man. He right. was a little bit weird. He didn't have the spirit mullet, down, did he? I think I no, had those pants. Yeah. I had those pants when what I was. What do you mean you're wearing them now? No, you have them on. At least I'm wearing pants, Brent. <laughs> Your pants are Sansa belt, and they're not pants, they're slacks. Slacks. Oh, yeah. The adjustable yeah. waistband. <laughs> Ooh. And the white patent leather shoes. Welcome to Tamarack. Uh, he's got Velcro for easy exit. <laughs> This is Made Man Bob, and joining me today on the show are Made Man Brent. Okay, you guys promised if I did the show, you guys are undoing it through these shackles that are holding me in today, right? I told you, you can't have all the lag of Owen. You have to share. <laughs> Damn it. There's only a whole, it's a, it's a 750. You have to share. We have to tie Brent down to make him drink scotch. This is a scotch show today, by the way, kid. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Excited to be here in the basement today. And yeah, good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Now all we had to do is bribe Brent with boiled peanuts to drink scotch. I was there. And you. 
That's good old boy Harmiti, you, Bob. Made man, Bob. I'm a made man. You <laughs> wish you were a made man. <laughs> the bourbon mafia. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> what do you call a guy floating in the ocean with no arms and no legs? Bob. 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 That's right. <laughs> I call him one of my victims. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be tasting uh, some interesting scotchy, whiskeys scotch, scotch. today. So, yeah, scotchy, scotchy, scotch. Uh, the spirits we're going to be tasting today from Valich and Mallet, we have their Ardmore 8-year. We have their Royal Brackla 12-year. We have their Brookwadi 15. We have a Tomdu 20-year. And the last one from Valich, oh, wait, we've got the Inchgower 21. And then the last one from Valich and Mallet is the one that Come on. Brent's favorite. Brent's favorite. Brent, get back to the tape. He's sitting in the corner rocking back and forth with the bottle. That's a Lagavulin eight year. Added a touch of water to mine. Yeah. He, he literally poured a, Is it, a bottle of water in the glass. Is it mallet <laughs> or mallet? <laughs> mallet. And the last one that we have is from mallet. folks at Orphan Barrel, the Orphan Barrel Muckety Muck. So we're yeah. going to have uh, Justin do our sips ratings. Thank you, Bob. Dear God. <laughs> One ship. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. I, I think I think Justin's had a stroke. Maury, you're a doctor. Check him out. See if he's had a stroke. Uh, he sounds pretty much like he normally does to me. Oh, okay. Then he's fine. Two ships. Nice, but what else do you have? Did you say two ships? Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> There's two ships out there. Like two ships passing in the night? <laughs> Three ships. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Yeah, it's a good thing Sean Connery's dead. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, thank he God. He would come for you. Yeah. He would come for he you. He would come and beat your ass. Four ships. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Marco Ramius would beat you with a stick right now. Five okay. ships. Oh my, I was trying to wear anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just threw up my mouth a little. Yep. <laughs> okay. Dear God. All right, so let's uh, move on from that tragedy. <laughs> it's like God award, and we're going to have Maury tell us a little bit about uh, Valich and Mallet. Thank you, Bob. Valich and Mallet is an independent bottler based in the UK. It was founded by two friends. David Romano and Fabio Ermoli. You can't get more English sounding names than that. Right. That's right. <laughs> With an eye on selecting and offering the best single cask whiskeys they could find. Their philosophy is to select casks they feel show the true distillery character while also choosing the casks they personally like the best, rather than focusing on which casks will sell the fastest. That's a concept. Today, we have a pretty broad selection of expressions from the Highlands and Speyside to Isla, so let's get to tasting. The first expression will be the Valentin Mallet Ardmore 8-Year, 97.6 proof or 48.8% ABV for those of you who are mathematically challenged. I resemble that remark. <laughs> uh, any stare in your direction was purely coincidental, Justin. Ardmore was founded in 1898 by Adam Teacher, son of the famous Glasgow whiskey blender, William Teacher, to provide whiskey for use in their blended whiskey. In 
1955, two stills were added. Teachers is still one of the best bottom shelf scotches. It's, I mean, price wise, it's not nothing to look at, but quality, it's there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 1955, two stills were added to the distillery, bringing the total to four. In 1974, an additional four stills were added, bringing the total to eight. The distillery maintained its own cooperage until the late 1980s, and the stills were still cold-fired until 2001. In 2014, Beam Centauri purchased the distillery along with the teacher's brand. This expression started out with ex-bourbon casks, from the Koval Distillery in Chicago. The folks from Valange and Mallet then used these casks to finish a Kalila for 18 months. Once the casks were emptied, they were refilled with Ardmore for a full eight years. Wow. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap! Thank you. Correct. So this has a really light, pale yellow color to it. Uh, it's one of the lighter scotches we've seen in quite some time, but don't let the color fool you. On the nose, there's... You can't drink color. That is correct. Thank you, sir. What if it's brown, though? If it's brown, drink it down. <laughs> uh, marzipan, almonds, a little heather on the nose. Don't really get much uh, peat or smoke on the nose, but once it uh, crosses your palate, you're getting that peaty smoke, pepper, heather, little sweetness of the malt. It's a very interesting uh, whiskey. It's really opened up quite a bit with air. When I first tried it, I thought it was heavy on the peat and the smoke. And now as a lot of that's blown off, it's it's bringing in some of those um, nice, sweet, the, malty the marzipan note. characteristics and the marzipan note. Exactly. It's got a medium finish. Um, it's really a, a nice sipper. It's definitely more balanced uh, than many of the smoky scotches. It's really got uh, some elements that appeal to everyone. What do you think, Brent? That when you mention the word balance on this smoke, that's the whole key to this one is that you don't get the smoke on the nose, you don't get that peat and smoke on the nose because you do get some of that, those almonds and the, and the sweetness of that marzipan and stuff. And then on the when, on the palate, you get the fruit, uh, the you know, you get the pepper, and you get a little balance of that of that smoke that's there, that peat, and it just kind just of all blends together, it, yeah, it complements each other, you know, where that one doesn't off put each other, so it's so it really kind of works together with this, and I, you know, it is enjoyable, but it's 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 pleasant to drink actually. Yeah, I agree. You know, Justin, I found this was super pleasant. It reminded me of like a full picnic with the cigars at the end. It had so many notes. They all came in the right order. I could drink this all day. What'd you think, Harm? Now you're making me second guess myself because I enjoy this whiskey, and you three do not enjoy <laughs> peaty whiskey like I enjoy peaty whiskey. Yeah, but this isn't really it's like a, a peaty whiskey. It is. The, it's, it's, a, it's not. It's not hitting you on the head with the the the, the, the nose. That's it's the difference. Coming. It's got finesse. It's not just hitting right. you on the head with a block of wood. So, frankly, generally for me, Ardmore is one of my least favorite uh, peaty whiskeys. It's a Western Highland. It's that style, especially their coal-fired stuff, was never the stuff I liked. I believe this is this. How old is this? You said it was a uh, 
eight an eight-year-old? Well, you're a heathen. This is the younger so stuff. This doesn't surprise me. Beam Centauri. Well, it took it they, right. They took the barrels from Koval. Yeah, and then Koval's yeah. bourbon. Yeah, and that's and Kalila, then they had which Kalila. is one of my favorite yeah. Islas. Yeah, you know? so that were you know so had Kalila in it for eighteen months, and then it was yeah. put in it. So, so Kalila has an, an, a type of peat that's not super medicinal. It's got a more wood smoke thing going on here, yeah, and definitely. Ardmore generally is very rubbery, especially the stuff I've had from the older the older Ardmores. Very um, well. This is uh, kind of like a little, kind of like a waxy finish, waxy finish to it. You know, a little bit yeah. of waxiness on well, it. This, on the finish. This, this doesn't have like the distillery character. They say Valance and Mount want to go for a distillery character. Right. I don't feel like this is the Ardmore distillery character. But the whiskey is fantastic. Yeah. Well, they also said, and that the fact that you guys like it makes me yeah, want to. They're picking the cast they like, so they like this. <laughs> but I like it. It's good. <laughs> oh, because because we're right. We like it because we're right. You know. Then then he's I like, I don't want to agree with you, Brent. I don't want to agree with Maury. Chakra, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> and we must, let's talk about Sean over here. <laughs> I swear. So, in other words, it could be actually be a scotch that appeals to all drinkers. It could be a scotch that appeals. This is yeah. This is a scotch you should get. It's, it's, and this one speaks across party lines. I think you could definitely take a non-peaty scotch drinker, let this air and open up, and I think they could find merit in it. Did you guys try with water at all or no? Let me uh, try it. But no, I will. But I'll take some of that squirt The water might bring up more peat on me, the nose for you guys. Let, let me, let me see. <laughs> Again, half a glass of water and a, like a, the residue <laughs> of scotch in Brent's glass. <laughs> I can still drop. taste. I can still taste the peat, though. Yeah, but it takes away from yeah. all the other flavors, and it only leaves me with the peat flavor. Yeah, Most people don't do drops of scotch in a glass of water. Drops of <laughs> drops of water in the glass of scotch. Well, we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we're discussing some lovely scotches from the folks of Valance and Mallet. We're talking about their Ardmore Eight Year. Um, anybody have any, any last comments before we move on to the next one? Can, is there more? Let's <laughs> give me the glass. Yeah, there's Where's plenty. The bottle? Yeah, the whole bottle. glass. Yeah. So good. So we're going to be rating the Valentin Malay Ardmore eight year well deserved three sips. Interesting. Malay with mallet. Mallet. There you go. This so is English. We're moving on to Italians. our next one, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one if he can actually read the script. Oh, I've been drinking too much, Bob. Uh, thank you though for let me try. Um, this is good old boy Harmy. And we're drinking the oh, val they know. the Valentine Mallet Royal Brockla 12 year old, 97.6 proof, 48.8% ABV. The Royal Brockla was established in 1817 by Captain William Fraser. In 1835, Brockla was the first Scotch to be granted a royal warrant by King William IV, and hence became known as the Royal Brockla. In 1919, the distillery left the Fraser family and was sold to John Mitchell and James Lecht, uh, who then sold it to in 1926 to John Bissett and Company. And it was sold again in 1943 to DCL, the predecessor to today's Diageo. The distillery continued to operate with a hiatus between 1985 and 1991 until it was sold in 1995 to Bacardi as part of that deal that included the Dewar's brand. This expression we are tasting from the Royal Brockley Distillery comes from one of the first earliest batches uh, purchased by Valance and Mallet when they were first starting their company, and it all were filled to the distillery on the same day, and they have reserved the remaining casks with the plan of releasing them at varying ages as the experiment to compare them to give one another, uh, you know, uh, one another as they, uh, to compare them to one another as they mature. 
Yeah, I told you you couldn't read, man. Thanks for giving me a try, the chance to <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. All right. The color is a bright gold. And on the nose, I got flowers and peaches and melons and cream. And uh, Brent off the air told me licorice, and I do not get any licorice. I guess this is all this is genetic, man. There's no, there's no licorice here. All I smell is the fruit and sweet cream and flowers. Having a stroke over there, Bob? Yes. You want to keep going? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the mouthfeel, the palate. Oh. This is oily. It coats the palate. It comes in with candy and melon. Um, it's, there's no peat, but there's almost uh, almost no peat. There's like a tiny, maybe just something in the water. There's not like a lot of peat smoke. Tiny bit of smoke, some herbal uh, notes, um, maybe a hint of salt, but it's quite good. And it's got a medium finish, uh, medium to long. I'm feeling it all over my palate. It go, it it just keeps mid palate and then goes to the back. And I could just you know, smell this and drink this all day. And I'm not a huge fan of Royal Brocklo, the the ones we get in the United States, but uh, Valance and Mallet here did a really great job getting. Some of the best qualities of, of Royal Brockland, bringing them out in, the, in this uh, 12-year-old barrel. Maury, what do you think? Well, as much as I hate to agree with you, Harm, I think you nailed it. You're a complete bastard and we all hate it. That's true, too. Uh, I really think you nailed it all the way around. I really don't have a whole lot to add. I thought that the okay, licorice moving on. was absolutely... <laughs> I thought the licorice was, uh, was not very... You really had a dig to find it, and I really was yeah, having but, a hard but, time. But some people get that, like Brent. Brent, yeah. you thought the licorice was. I got the licorice. I got licorice. Yeah, I did not the, get that. But other than that, uh, I really thought you were right on. I, I love the mouthfeel. Um, it, it has a really interesting um, layered palate. Uh, I thought it was delicious. I thought it was an all-day sipper for sure. I've, I've had Royal Brockla from the distillery, and I've had private ones. Seems to be the the guys doing the private barrels doing a better job. This is just really good. I've never had Royal Bro- Broccoli before, but I really liked it. I thought it was really nice. Well, let's see what Bacardi does with it now, because you know they've got they've got money to do to put some uh, stuff in there. Justin, I thought this was a lot like creme brulee before you caramelize it with the torch. I really liked it. Vanilla pudding. Yeah, yeah, like vanilla, vanilla pudding. pudding. <laughs> Crustless yeah. vanilla pudding. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's so deep with his words. So <laughs> no, creme, creme brulee is good. So this, uh, this is half brulee vanilla pudding, right? There you go. Yeah, pre-fire, it, pre-fire uh, creme brulee. Yeah. No, it's, I, even, it's I even added a little bit delicious. of water, and I still get that licorice. You still get the licorice. Yeah, I still get the licorice. You know, but ah. adding a little bit of water, you know what? It kind of gives me like a like a fresh cut crash on the on the palate. Yeah, a little the bit. like malort. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a good you know, note. I, I should have thought about. It that. really comes out a little bit with. I that, said flowers you know, so. earlier, and I think it's maybe it's more fresh. It's closer to fresh cut grass. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. are some malort notes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get grass. Grass is not a It's subtle, but it's on the finish. Did you say malort? Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? You're a sick son of a... (laughs) God. Uh. Are you insane? Maybe some mild post-traumatic stress disorder, but... But he drinks a lot, so... So, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good handle on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's my life, too. Anyway, this is this is lovely stuff, though. This is this is one of the better Royal Brackles I've ever had as well. Uh, I I think this is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to taste their older stuff. It's got a, it's got a great mouthfeel. Uh, it's got it's just you know just viscous and slight bit of oiliness to it. Um, it's got just the slightest hint of smoke in the back. 
Um, it's got that minerally saltiness on the front palate, uh, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of spice, but the flowers and the sweetness up front, it just it's just so well done. So, I just had a sip of water. That pepper is still there. It's coming. It, it, yeah. It's got a long finish. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, yeah, this one's, and it's it's gotten better since we've opened it. So, yeah. So we're going to be rating. But it's gone from great to better. Yeah. I thought it was really nice when I first opened it, and it's just only gone up from there. Yeah. Some of them are a little closed. You open them, and then they really improve. Yeah. Well, we're going to be rating the Valanche and Mallet Royal Brackwa 12-year, well-deserved, four sips. That's classified. All right, so it, it, we're, going have, that went up. we're going to have Brent uh, take on the next one, which I know he's going to love. Well, because you know one, this I'm, one was made you, for you know what, right? You know I'm already going to mispronounce yeah. half the stuff in here. So yeah. So this is a Valachin. Okay, I'm going to help you out. Yeah, Valachin Brooklady. Brooklady. It's spelled Brooklady. Brooklady. Yeah, Brooklady. Fifteen year. It's 108.2 proof, so 54.1 percent ABV. This one's got a little bit of kick to it. So, the Brooklady Distillery was established in 1881 by the Harvey family, a Scottish family with a long history in the Scotch business. The family ran Brooklady until William Harvey's death in 1936. It was subsequently changed hands several times and continued in operation until 1994 when it was mothballed. Okay, in 2000, the distillery was purchased by private investors who hired Jim McEwen, who dismantled and rebuilt the distillery, retaining the original Victorian-area equipment originally installed by the Harvey family. Unlike modern distilleries, Brooklady is gravity-fed and has no computer controls, relying instead on the art and skill of their distillers. The distillery is sold in, in 2012 to Remy Contro. Their Brooklady distillery produces the namesake unpeated malt as well as Port Charlotte a peated malt and the super-peated whiskey Octomore. It just sounds. Favorite. It just sounds bad. Octomore might kill you. Yeah, right. you. yeah. <laughs> it might kill Brent. <laughs> right. The expression we have today from Valach and Mallet was aged for 15 years in Exmadzira wine butt. So the uh, the color of this is a it's a very it's a very uh, like a white wine kind of uh, color to it. Um, on the nose, I get a little bit of. I get a little bit of grapes and prunes, but the most thing I get is I get like a burnt match sulfur. nose. Yeah, sulfur yeah you got to say it's sulfur. I say it's a burnt match is what I say. Yeah. And um, and awesome. then on, on the palate, it's just the palate for this one doesn't work for me. It's it's like a popcorn, but I get like I'm tasting like that burnt match with the popcorn, you know, so like a burnt poppy seed or something like that. Or um, I get some rubbery notes too. Yeah, it's just not uh, this one. This one's not for me. I can tell you that one. It's not. Uh, you know, if you're a bourbon drinker, this is not in your wheelhouse. No, nowhere no. near it. No, 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 no. So, Maury, what do you think of this one? Well, I think you're um, pretty spot on, Brett. Uh, I think that the uh, burnt match and sulfur smell uh, overpowers the palate. Uh, excuse me, the nose a little bit. On the palate, I do like the sweet and salty popcorn, but there's definitely a sulfury aftertaste that really kind of drags on a little bit. And uh, I, I don't just, know that off, that was it's intentional, but it's off-putting. It, yeah. it, it's unusual. At the beginning, I wasn't sure if it was different, and I wasn't like because it's different, but I think the more I drink it, the more I realize that it's, to me, it's 
it's got a flaw. I think it was a bad barrel. I think the barrel had too much sulfur, and I think it's flawed. The whiskey, the whisk, the the back base whiskey, I think is quite nice. But I, yeah, suspect, I love Brooklady, but this does not taste yeah, like Brooklady. I do like no, Brooklady as well, not at all. Yeah, this tastes about as much like Brooklady as Coke tastes like Brooklady. So it's this is completely different. But I, yeah, I don't put it on your yeah. gums. People prefer snorting it. In yeah, no, it's I, I I think that this is I think they took the the Madeira cask and a lot of times they rather than the hell out of it, rather than shipping them wet and refrigerated in order to keep them from going bad. They will use a sulfur wick and, and, you know, go in there to kill the microbes. And I think they just way overdid it on this one because it is sulfur, sulfur, sulfur on top of sulfur. Um it might have been a lovely malt underneath it, but there's so much burnt match sulfur note on it, you can't really get through it and even taste it. So, look, sometimes that sulfur will blow off with time. It has had these open yeah. for an hour. Yeah. If, if it's if it's a light sulfur me, note, a lot of times. Let me add some water and see if it helps. Yeah. <laughs> again, Brent, <laughs> there's not enough water in South Florida for you. It's and again, if it's a light sulfur note, like you said, sometimes it will blow off. This yeah. is this is not going to blow off. It's there's just oftentimes McAllen is flawed by that. When you open a brand new bottle of McAllen, yeah, sulfur. I mean, you let that sit for a while. Is there any trick that you can use, like you can with the uh, cork taint with the cellophane? Is there any no, trick that, like that absorb the sulfur? Me. Um, br- frankly, if you pour off some of the bottle, you drink it later, and you give it some headspace and give it a month or so, that sulfur will go away. I mean, I used to show people how overly sulfured bottles taste and i'd forgotten about this bottle and i was asked to just describe it and i poured some of this whiskey for everybody at the table and we were all blown away how good it was and i was like upset because this was not supposed to be a good whiskey so i pulled one off the shelf opened it fresh and it smelled like burnt matches so maybe this one just needs to it be needs opened more, up it and needs let more it air, this is air yeah, or something like that. Yeah, right this, now, this, this one is, there's so much, it's going to take a while. So It'll take months. Yeah. Um, you I can't mean, taste the Madeira. The Madeira, that sweet and salty popcorn. There's that's no, the Madeira. There's yeah. very little that's Madeira. Madeira. It's so just over It's under the sulfur. Justin, really did you get anything besides this? I'd probably. Okay, thank you, Justin. Now moving right along. I probably appreciate giving this one a few weeks to air out because right now it's just it's like airing right. your dirty laundry. Well, we're going to give the Valentin Mallet Brooklady 15 year two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So, I, mean, I think that there's it starts with Brooklady, which is again yeah. always wonderful. Yeah, but this is this. It's is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave this thing open for for a while and and we'll see. Uh, we can always come back. We'll come back to this bottle in a couple months and see how the headspace has helped us. So we'll, we, next one that we've got is the Valentin Mallet Tamdu 20-year. So 106.6 proof, 53.3% ABV. Uh, we've done Tamdu Distillery on here before. Um, they were founded in 1897. Their first spirit came out the stills in 1898. The distillery operated continuously for over 100 years, except for a 20-year hiatus from 1927 to 1947. The production was continued until 2010 when the Edrington Group closed them. It remained closed until it was sold to Ian McLeod Distillers, who resumed production of single malt in 2013. Tom Dew means Little Dark Hill in Gaelic. The current production Tom Dew has matured in sherry cask, all sherry cask. That was the one thing I liked about them. Everything that they do, it's all sherry cask. They're not all first use. You can tell them the color. Yeah, but this expression we're drinking today predates that, and it was aged in an ex-bourbon hogshead, so oh. let me... Grab that one. You need more? Where's the bottle? No, I'm good. Right in front of me. There you go. On the nose, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just sweet, sweet flowers, like 
some apricots and honeysuckle and, and uh, sweet white flowers in a field. And then on the palate. Almost jasmine. Mm. Try a little drop of water. On the palate, it's got a great mouthfeel. It's got a really nice viscosity. It's not not oily. Uh, there's just enough in there to give it that, that, that coat. And it's huge caramel, sweetness, honey, um, some white pepper spice toward the back. And it's got a really lovely finish that goes on and on. Fantastic whiskey. Fantastic. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, this has got a great mouthfeel to it as well. You know, so when you when you when you smell it, you get the you get those fruits and you get that the flowery notes and, and it kind of really like lures you in right away. And then when you put this on the palate, I was like, hey, this one's really good. You know, right away, it's like and you, you reminded me, oh yeah, you like the Tamdu Distillery. You know, yeah. like you've been a fan of them for a while. So mm-hmm. well, um, not that you fun. would buy a bottle. No, no. <laughs> no, no, but when we did that Tamdu show, yeah. I mean, it was it was you know, four or five expressions from them, and he liked every single one of them. One yeah. day, one day this he will buy a bottle of scotch, and you know By this one here has got a little yeah. bit of um, yeah, the day he dies. Yeah, you know what I like about this one is like we'll bury him with on it. the palate. You guys, you've got like a little nice little like ginger spice to it, you know, kind of like for the finish, which really really shines through, which which is kind of nice. But no, Marianne. No, Marianne, but a nice little ginger. That's where Gilligan's Island came in earlier. What do you think, Maury? You know, I agree with what's been said. I think it's a beautiful whiskey. Um, it's got a wonderful nose. I love the viscosity on the palate. It's got layers of complexity. It's it's really delightful. You could drink it all day. Uh, it will appeal to a broad range. Um, it's certainly, um, you know, complex, interesting, and uh, I really liked it. I, I really, I'd, I'd come back to this. Back in the day, Tamdu used to get a really bad rep, yeah. but uh, they've been they've been hitting you know out what? the park what? lately. There's there's a lot of them out there. You yeah. know, when Brown Foreman ended up with the three distilleries, they got you and know Ray they Ray went in Clinton, and uh, and Rachel Donald. Berry went in and and weeded out the bad ones, and and they've been having fantastic stuff come out. Tamdu is another one. Tamdu is one that's been making great scotch, but I think they just had some people just selling. You know, the, the, the worst not barrels, ones, you know, because uh, I've had a lot of single barrel stuff from them through the Scotch Mall Whiskey Society over the years. And every one we had, I'm like, these are fantastic. You know, I mean, they make really good whiskey there, especially the stuff that's in the sherry barrels. And this isn't even sherry. And, well, this and is I'm sherry loving, and bourbon, isn't it? You know, no, no. All, no all sherry. Yeah. I'm surprised. What do you think, Justin? So in addition to what everyone else said, I got um, minty note and then a menthol note on the palate and then a peppermint finish i've never had all three of these notes in any spirit and it's really good i'll actually what were you drinking all but i don't get the peppermint finish yeah i don't know what you were drinking well he has to be that mouthwash the scope that you had this morning it's showing a a peppermint candy pepper on the finish and i think that menthol note that you had earlier is is affecting you it's a white pepper could be that acid you dropped during the last commercial but Oh, we, we recorded a show earlier where he was doing uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, you don't know what he what I, I he detect the white pepper on the palate, but I still get the distinct minty menthol and okay. peppermint finish, too. I, I, I mean, it's subjective, only. man. Yeah. I'm not going to kick you out of the show. I didn't What'd have you, any scope today. What do you think, Arm? I'm, I, I've got nothing to add. This is, this is good. I've been, I've been interjecting through this whole thing. There's, this is good whiskey. I want more. Bring it. Bring it. Okay, fine. Let me hold, hold, give me some. Uh, get, where's the bottle? I want, I'm going to do a fresh fresh pour. Well, you got about a minute to get it done, so. 
This is the wrong one, dude. No, but this is oh. But this is something that that if you're not a you're not a scotch drinker, you can just sit back and enjoy it. I mean, okay. this will this is a good introduction to scotch so for somebody like that most most of the time do this come out lately. The, yeah, the good stuff is ten years old. They got a twenty year old batch. Yeah, and, and they did a great. And right. most of the stuff from twenty years ago was not good. So Valanche and Mallet actually picked good stuff. And that's where these private bottlers really shine. Because 20 years ago, stuff coming from Tamdu wasn't worth it. Well, but what you're underscoring is the fact that picked barrels, whether they be independent bottler picks or store picks or private group picks, are always going to be a step up. And in this case, it's a big step up. Yeah. This is worth seeking out. From their commercial. I wish these guys were in Florida. This is worth seeking Uh, out. That was my question. Is Valanche and Mallet in Florida at all? Not yet. I don't believe so. Well, we're going to rate the Valanche and Mallet Tamdu 20. Four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we're still talking about some of these lovely scotches from Valanche and Mallet, and we're going to have Justin tell us about our next one. Okay. Next one we have is the Valanche and Mallet Inchgower 21-year. It's 105.6 proof, or 52.8% alcohol by volume. The distillery was built in 1871. The Inchgower Distillery was built by Alexander Wilson and Company to replace the Tachniel Distillery. Probably killed that one. They continue to operate. I'm not going to correct him. Yeah, continue to operate until Alexander Wilson and Company went bankrupt in 1936. The Bucky Town Council purchased the property for 1,600 pounds and subsequently sold the property to Arthur Bell and Sons Limited in 1938 for 3,000 pounds. Good deal. Yes. Made some money. 1966, the distillery was renovated, expanding the number of stills from two to four. The whiskey produced there has traditionally been a major component of the Bell's whiskey blends. Which are huge in the UK. We just can't get them here. As well as a component in the Johnny Walker blends. This expression we are tasting today was aged in an ex-bourbon hogshead. Have you heard of Johnny Walker? I have heard of Johnny Walker somewhere. The nose was floral and fruity. I got green apple, rose petals, citrus notes with a little bit of jasmine and malt. On the palate, peach, pear, grilled pineapple, apricot. Floral notes of rose and lavender. I found this was a pretty floral spirit. What did you think, Maury? I agree with you. Um, I love the nose. Um, I think you hit it spot on on the nose. On the palate, I love the tropical fruits. Uh, it was definitely fruity and floral on the palate, but it, it, it not exactly like some floral whiskeys taste like you're drinking perfume. This is not a bottle of perfume. This is really I don't delightful. know, Maury. I thought this was kind of perfumey on the finish. This was, I thought it was delightful. I really enjoyed this. Um, I, I think it, it uh, was a nice segue after the Tamdu. Uh, again, it's got layers of complexity. Talk into the mic. Yes, boss. I couldn't hear you, dude. Uh, I like it. What, what, did, what did you find wrong with it, Harm? I didn't find anything wrong with it. I've enjoyed every inch car I've ever had, but I've never had one directly from the distillery. It's always been used as a blending malt, like from this this brand that apparently people call Johnny Walker. You know, you might have heard of that one, and of course Bell's. But um, I've never had an inch car from the distiller a distillery release. I've only had these private releases, 
and it's always been small releases like this, single cask. Brent, you have the paperwork. Yeah, there's 100, 126 bottles released. There's 126 this. bottles right. of this whiskey in the world. So that's it, and that's US US release. Yeah, there might be some others. No, that no, were, that's probably that's probably a single barrel. Maybe is that US or that? This is US release. Okay, so well, 126 that, that, bottles in the US. That could be. That could be a so, whole barrel at 21 years. Yeah, it's a hogshead. Very much so. Yeah, no, it's probably yeah. a hogshead. It's probably a quarter of it. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. 126 bottles in the U.S. Every inch car I've had is awesome. The, the the thing is, you guys were going on about that that nose. To me, it was very muted until just now. It took some time for that. That air came out, and now I'm smelling those rose petals and that jasmine. But yeah, I got it on the palate. Well, you finally pulled the cotton plugs out of your nose. It's about time. I'll see. That's, I, I, I try to do cocaine on the weekends because this is Miami, and... You know, it's free in Miami. It's free. They give it away. It's Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Mm. Mm. Who says that? <laughs> Rick James. That's Rick. That's Rick James, baby. <laughs> Cocaine, a hell of a drug. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, now my nose is working. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, this is great. I, it's just I didn't I didn't get those notes since earlier, and then, but it's still finishing perfumey to me. So, so this is not the best inch car I've ever had. You're slow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's slow. We yeah, know he's, he's slow. Short bus. The other short thing I got from the palate. Yeah. The other thing I got was a little bit of strawberries on this one. I got you more know? pineapple than strawberries. So I definitely got like the grilled fruit. pineapple. Yeah. Strawberries yeah. a reach. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be rating the inch goer, twenty-one year old, a well-deserved forceps. That's classified. So we're going to move on to another one from Valance and Mallet. We're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. This is the last one from Valsh Mount tonight. This is the Lagavulin 8-year-old, 97.6 proof, 48.8% AVV. This is my wheelhouse completely. This is what I've been looking forward to. And excuse me while I just take a big old sniff, get past all the, the cocaine. And, oh, yeah, the, the, the Lagavulin will burn past all that. Yes, it will. The color of this is light and, and pale gold. Just Might like even Lagavulin be the lightest be. color of the day. It's, it's, it's like a Sauvignon Blanc. It's almost straw. Uh, the nose is sea salt and seaweed and iodine and a little bit of floral note. Uh, a wood smoke. A wood smoke on there and a tiny bit of pepper. And then the palate. Mm, 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 mm. Spice and smoke and pepper. A little bit of peat, peatiness. Um, the flowers are there. It's, it's floral as heck. I added a couple drops of water. Um, so did I. And that brings up, yeah, <laughs> Brent added a full bottle of water. Full quart, like, yeah. We've gone through probably a case of, uh, of of water just for Brent. But <laughs> just a few drops of water brings out some more saltiness. And the finish goes on and on and on. I mean, I'll be just be, here, Brent. You yeah, want to just go on it? Yeah. This is going to kill me, you know, this, because you make it sound like a, such a pleasant little journey through this, you know, to this field. And and this is full. you like, oh, it's just like a little bit of smoke. This is a bonfire on the beach. Right. But this is a huge bonfire. It's like <laughs> nothing but smoke. You get, you, it's, it's all smoke. Even when you add water. No, all you no. Can, dude, this is like so a, much more underneath. Yeah, but you can't get it to worse. it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's buried it because of- where the where the uh, where the the first one we had it was we had the smoke and we had the the peat with it and it was a balance more, yeah yeah this one here the it's just overpowered by the smoke and peat to me it, you know so I, I don't get you, you can't pick up those other all the other uh, I'm flavors have to take are you to the club you have to do some more cocaine that'll 
feel, feel I have an nose. idea. Why don't I just turn their mics off and then yeah. me and you can just have a discussion? Yeah, Bob, yes, Bob, <laughs> you tell me about this Lagavulin because oh, this is, I'm in love. Yeah, uh, so you have to you oh, have geez. to really like that smokiness and that peatiness mm. to like this one. If you listen, if you don't like smoke and peat, you're not going to like look, this. Look, yeah. I had a 16 year old Lagavulin just the other night with some friends, and that's overpoweringly iodine. That would have killed you just having it in the same room. Yeah, this like pretty much. Yeah. This is pretty much. sweet and light compared to that. This eight year old is gorgeous. I like to chase him around with an Octomore and just see what would happen. You know, like. You know, Both Maury would die too. In a super soaker and just like <laughs> squirt him with it and watch him melt like the witch in the Wicked West. <laughs> I'm melting, I'm melting. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course, the problem is, is if I That'd put Octomore in, right. if I put Octomore in a super soaker, I don't think it let's, would actually let, work and go through because it'd be too thick. Let's have, let's hear for another Philistine. That'd be a waste. Maury, what do you think about this? Are you with Brent? I am with Brent. You're I think it's. Not balanced. This is why they need to sit outside during the next show. <laughs> I think it's I think it's overpowered. It's oversmoked. It's They're not balanced. The, the base whiskey is nice, but you gotta really wait a long time for that smoke to blow off. Oh, I love this. Justin, are you with these freaks too? No. Um Oh thank God. <laughs> Before water, it was in balance. I liked it. Once I added a drop of water, it just ruined it for me. Really? It was out what of happened? balance and I didn't like it anymore. But if you drink it straight out of the bottle, you're fine. To the head. Yeah. Just level. I poured my Glen Cairn glass, but you know. Just it's like the saltiness of the ocean, like a bonfire with seaweed and you know, a clam bake. And yeah, just, man, I oh. no, I don't think it's like that though. Uh, I don't I mean that's you, you guys go to the wrong bonfires. Yeah. No, I've I've had I lived on the ocean and I've had I've had uh, bonfires with the there seaweed. There are naked and stuff witches and, dancing around the bonfire in my head right now. Yes. Yes. Buxom blondes and redheads. Well, we're going to be. We're going to be. I watched Outlander. I saw that. Yeah. We're going to be rating the Valanch and Mallet Wagavul, and in spite of you, a well deserved forceps because this is fantastic <laughs> yes. whiskey. You've been overruled, yeah. Philistines. So, Maury is going to give us our last one from Orphan Barrel. Why, thank you, Mr. Bob. The next expression Orphan Barrel Muckety Muck. 24-year-old single-grain scotch whiskey at 90 proof or 45% ABV. Over the years, Diageo has merged with or acquired many distilleries and companies in the whiskey business, and as part of those acquisitions, they have accumulated a very diverse inventory of whiskeys over the years, some in large quantities and other in very small quantities. In 2014, they decided to do something with all this different whiskey, and the Orphan Barrel Project was born. Their first three releases were Old Blowhard 26-Year-Old Expression, Barterhouse a 20-Year Expression, and the original Rhetoric 20-Year-Old. And these were all bourbons, by the way. And they're all freaking crazy on the secondary market. Over the years, they've released several new whiskeys in the Orphan Barrel series of various ages and pedigrees. Gifted Horse, Lost Prophet, Forged Oak, Forager's Keep, and most recently, The Muckety Buck. Muckety Muck is a 24-year-old single-grain Scotch whiskey from Port Dundas Distillery. Originally established in 1810, the distillery was shuttered in 2010 and joining the ranks of the Lost Ghost Distilleries. The old distillery once housed the large pig farm with their prize-winning pig named Muckety Muck. I think that's where they got the name from? 
Uh, no, they just made it up. That's just a coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. So this has uh, a nice, a nice golden color on the nose. Interesting. Little bits of oak, fruit, apples, peaches, vanilla on the palate. Uh, it doesn't disappoint. You've got apples with layers of pear and ginger, clove, allspice, cocoa, and then if you really just chew it up and swallow down, you get this unbelievable rush of butterscotch at the end. It took Which, forever for that, dude. It was late, but it was there. Yeah, it's there at the end. And it was wonderful. This is so pleasant after that last one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. It's delightful. And and the finish is medium to long. I thought it was a lovely whiskey. Uh, I think it's beautiful. I, I think, uh, as Bob stated earlier off the air, um, grain whiskeys are underappreciated uh, whiskeys from Scotland. Yeah, I think Definitely. They get a they get a real secondary billing to uh, well, say they're used as blending whiskey. They are the mezcal to tequila, is what they are. Yeah, they're they're, they're the vodka to to Canadian whiskey, is what they are. They, they're used they're, they're they're usually done not in a pot still. They're usually in a column still. Correct. They're made from wheat and corn. They're not made from malted barley. They use they're used for making blended. But whiskey. the aged yeah. ones are delicious. The aged yeah. ones. If you can find amazing. an occasional yeah. one that's been aged oh, and yeah. forgotten yes. about. Oh, some of my they're favorites amazing. in the bar are. 20, 25, 30-year-old. I have a 45-year-old Port Dundas. I mean, oh. oh. Well, bring it out, Harm. Yeah. You cheap yeah. son of a... <laughs> Why don't you try to share with your friends? Justin, um, what'd you does think? Does internet porn know you're cheating on it? Just wondering. I really like single-grain scotch whiskey, and I really like this one. And um, there's, a, there's a little bit left. Tiny left. It had a gorgeous finish to it. It's complex. And I had a question about what Maury said earlier. So, so it could be corn or wheat. And it's single grain. It's either corn or wheat. No, not corn. Not no it could be anything other than single. Oh, uh, so it can be anything other multiple than grains. But one to, okay. Just doesn't have any malted barley in it. The nomenclature for Scots is weird. They're, they're all whiskey is made from grain, right? They're, they're all made from grains. But when not you call Scotch, it's malted barley. Yeah, not in India. They make there is whiskey in India made from sugarcane, which is they can't. I don't know how they call it yeah. whiskey. Well, but they the only good, call it the whiskey stuff, there. The, but the good stuff we get in this country is all malted. Barley. Oh yeah, yeah, like the some Paul the, John, the yeah, some of the best whiskey in the world comes yeah, from there. That's it's that, but that's real malted barley. Gurnham, the foothills of the Himalayas, if you can call Oklahoma the foothills of the Rockies, but that's all market speak. Anyway, back to this single dis, single grain means single distillery, only one distillery, but it's almost always uh, wheat. Over there, and there, there's yeah. some corn as well. Yeah, not a lot. I think they could actually put malted barley in it. Can they? I think they can. It's a grain. As long as it's a single under, distillery. Under 10% or something. Yeah. I, don't yeah. think, I don't think they use malted barley. I mean, it's this. usually mostly wheat because wheat grows a lot better over there anyway. You know, especially like in France. You know, they don't grow. You know, here that's we grow dirty, a lot of corn. That's a dirty little secret. A lot of this, yeah. the, the grain coming for scotch is actually grown in northern France, especially for the big brands. It's not all grown in Scotland. You're going to get the boutique whiskeys. They'll be growing their malted barley in Scotland. I mean, I really like the Orphan Barrel Project series. It's been going for a long time, and a lot of them have been really good, and this one's pretty good. 
Yeah, we've had we've had. I mean, we've had quite a few of them on the show. Um, we've done gifted horse, and I think we've done that forge. So my least favorite. Gifted we did horse. Right. Uh, forger's keep, which was uh, that was the fetter Karen, I think. But yeah, for, and that yeah, was that's right. Really good. That was like you a know? twenty-five-year-old yeah. fetter care. Yeah. How old was that? Yeah, it was 25, 28. And we've done we've done a lot of the uh, we did uh, the rhetoric series. We did that on the show where we did. Like, did we do forge joke six, on the show? Yeah, I believe so. We did that's like six or seven different uh, rhetorics. Um, year to year to year. So, I mean, they've they've done some great stuff with them. I mean, they've, they've, they've been, there's been some really interesting stuff that's come out of the. See, so the, the oldest rhetoric, rhetoric was what twenty years old or twenty two, twenty four, twenty four. Yeah, I think my favorite was the nineteen year old. Yeah, the the interesting thing on that it was it just went up and down. You know, it was not. It got better every year. It got worse every year. One year was you know good the next year was like not as good and the year after that was fantastic and and it bounced around like a tennis i ball. like what they're doing this is it's a great series yeah. the orphan barrel series. yeah well and, you know i mean it's again you've got a really cool old distillery that's not around anymore you've got a really great old grain whiskey i mean what's not to like about that that's you know that's so totally in my wheelhouse yeah this one's going to be a tough one to find yeah, this is. Uh, well, I've well, got some too, but it's you not can cheap. find it. Yeah. The problem is, is, this is not an expensive. But I mean, when you can, it's a twenty-four-year-old, you know, single grain. I mean, it's gonna, it's not gonna be inexpensive. So it's, it's gonna it's, cost it's still, you a few bucks. It's still half the price of an equivalent McAllen. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But you know, if you see it, if you can see it in a bar and give it a try, absolutely give it a try. If you've, if you've got the coin and the you know the patience to you know to spend it. You pick one up, you know, fantastic whiskey. We're going to be rating the Orphan Barrel Muckety Muck, a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. Yep. Well, that's all for the show for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, please tap the subscribe button or the uh, follow us button. The easiest way to listen to the show is to ask Siri on your phone or Alexa or, or Alexa. Google or whoever the lady is that talks to you to please pay, well, please pay a podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you can also interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and please take the time to rate this episode. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. You can check out Brent Moore and myself on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. We're representation in eight states, two countries. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. Yeah, they're all made men. Hey, we recently raised thirty thousand dollars for uh, for colon cancer. Yep. So, nice. I mean, it's uh, yeah, that's I know. A big I, thing. I know you actually do charity work. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. You can unlock me now. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another awesome day in the basement. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. What a great day. And thank you, Army. Thank you for bringing the Scotch Day, man. I really appreciate it. Well, somebody had to. God knows who the rest of these guys are. I'm, I'm, I'm down with this, man. So much. Yeah, fun. well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, I love, I love an independent bottled scotch. Absolutely. Not all of them are great, but these mm-hmm. guys did a good job, man. Valance and Mallet, yeah. They've picked some beautiful yes. barrels. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get them down in Florida. So, well, thank you for joining us. See you next time.
been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.